This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. This is Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. What does it mean to take risks in your career journey? How do you come to that fork in the road? And what do you decide when you do get there? Sometimes this can be really daunting, even if the pros and cons seem to be quite clear. And having clarity is important, but having the determination to choose one of those options is vital as well. I have Arun Nagaraja from Leaderonomics on the line with me to tell us all about taking career risks. So thank you very much, Arun, for joining me on the show today. First of all, I mean, why did you want to talk about this topic? Uh, so taking career risk is something quite personal to me, but uh, I wanted to share my thoughts on this idea. And, um, you know, I think overall it can be a very challenging uh, aspect to go through in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to share what I could uh, in terms of uh, personal and professional growth. Now, you know, when I when I talk about risk, I don't mean you throw caution to the wind, uh, you quit your job and mm-hmm. risk, risk it all for a dream you might have. Right. Uh, it really needs to be measured and calculated in the in order to succeed in the long term. Uh, you know, nothing great has ever been achieved without some element of risk. And I believe it applies to how we view our our jobs and careers as well. Mm, absolutely. And as you mentioned, there are a lot of levels of risk, you know, uh, and I think there's yep. a lot of variety in the sort of risks you can take. Uh, so tell me a little bit about that and uh, how to determine the risk level of a situation. Yeah, definitely. So I think the most important question or most crucial question before taking any form of risk is really to weigh the benefits and the risk, right? Um, no choice is without risk, uh, but it should not form an obstacle to our overall uh, decision-making process. Mm-hmm. Instead, we should embrace the fact that all decisions have these two sides of a coin approach. Right. Uh, so what we really need to do is analyze both sides. And I found a very good example to do that is uh, through a, a model that Tim Ferriss kind of uh, mentioned in his book called Fear Setting. Mm. Uh, so the first step to fear setting is really to understand the worst case scenario of any decision. Right? This is really your, your doomsday scenario where everything that can go wrong does. Right? Would there be uh, a permanent impact to you, your family, to your organization? Uh, would it be the end of your life in the worst case scenario? Right? And, and you know, going further than that, how would you rate each of these risks on a scale of 1 to 10? Obviously, mm-hmm. 10 being the worst case uh, scenario. Right. Okay. So essentially, you're taking a look at what could absolutely go the most wrong ever uh, so that you're, I guess, putting the risk into perspective? Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So once you've kind of come up with that, uh, laundry list of issues. And it, it, it's really helpful to do this in a physical way where you actually write it down. Mm. Uh, the next step is really to have a, a mitigation list to counter each of those scenarios. Right. So for example, if if the worst case scenario, if you plan to leave your job, uh, is that you don't find employment in the next 12 months, right? What mitigation plans can you come up with to counter this uh, at the position where you are today, right? Maybe you start freelancing a year before uh, leaving the role. Probably you start uh, saving a lot more intentionally mm. to have sufficient runway to survive salary-free for, for a year. Um, another option could be to reduce your liabilities to afford a 12-month job-free situation that you might potentially be in, right? So having a mitigation plan for each of these downsides uh, really frames your mind. 
Um, and as much as possible, there obviously is a scenario where you can't mitigate every circumstance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having an uh, uh, intentional process where you really go through it step by step uh, to counter each of your risks and your fears uh, really allows you to, to, to kind of see both sides of the coin. Okay, so um, just, to, just to clarify, yeah. right, with this first step, are you just taking a look at the worst case scenario? Or are you taking a look at all the possible worst case scenarios that could arise from the risk? Sure. Yeah, it's really a list of all the possible uh, worst case scenarios, right? right? Mm-hmm. So for some people, it might be five. For some people, it might be 10, 20. Uh, really, it it frames your mind in terms of understanding why you might be putting off a certain decision, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the case of leaving a job, the one of the possibilities that is that you could not find a, a replacement income in the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. But there might be others, right? Mm. Uh, so really, the, the other question that you need to be thinking about is what is the inaction costing you, right? Uh, by not taking this action, by not taking the risk, you might be uh, impacting yourself financially, emotionally, but also physically, right? Uh, mm. Sometimes we have very stressful jobs uh, and those roles are not what we are, what what we envision them to be, right? So we do want to take uh, decisions in the right direction, mm-hmm. but sometimes that fear kind of be, uh, is an obstacle. So I think that, you know, to sum it up, kind of, you know, don't only measure the downsides, uh, but also the cost of inaction. If you, you know, the question I always ask myself is, if I don't pursue these goals, these dreams, where will I be in one year, five years, or ten years? Mm. Right? So essentially, you're taking a look at. What would happen if I did this? And also what could happen if I didn't do this? Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. So because I think what people usually see is the the element of, uh, you know, not taking action. Right. But they don't realize that if I if I don't take this action, what could be the potential outcomes that I see right in my life or in my family's life? It's always based on that fear of okay, I don't want to leave my job. I don't want to take this risk because I might be losing something. But on the other side of the coin, there is also that opportunity, right, that you could be passing up for, for example. Hmm. So, I mean, in the case of, let's say, leaving your job, on the one hand, yes, perhaps you may be without an income for 12 months. But on the other hand, maybe you will find a job that, uh, you know, pays better or suits your skill set better or something like that. Exactly, right. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, those could be all plausible outcomes. I mean, the other option is that you, you do something for yourself, you, you run your own business, mm-hmm. you, you run up, uh, you start your own startup. And I think the, the opportunities are there, but it starts with taking a couple of risks mm-hmm. right, in, in life. Um, and that applies to, to work or in life in general. Mm. And the thing about risk is that I think one of the feelings that it invites, uh, one of the feelings that taking risks invites is a sense of instability. And, you know, especially given the times that we're living in now where, yeah. oh my gosh, everything changes from day to day, right? Does it feel a little bit almost foolhardy or, or, yeah. or foolish to, to take risks, especially in a time like this? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, obviously, we all understand how difficult uh, the current times are, right? If you just look around, there are a lot of people without work, businesses that have folded. Uh, the economy might not be on the best track. My response is uh, you really need to uh, have two views related to the current situation that we find ourselves in, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the number one, the first one I would say is that no one really anticipated the severity of the pandemic and how it impacted uh, the global environment, right? Even the experts got it wrong. We all got it wrong. So I don't think uh, it's a sign for us to beat ourselves up. I think we all kind of missed the boat with this pandemic. So don't, you know, give yourself some slack, I would say. Right. But, but secondly, I think with crisis comes opportunity, right? Now, 
obviously, I'm not advocating that you take a risky decision today. Just learn to understand that it might be vital for you to do so in the future, right? Mm. So the best plan of action is always to have a plan for it uh, that is, you know, as rational as possible, that you can really take that fear that might be building inside and put context to it and write it down, right? And understand that inaction is the greatest risk of all. We all have our fears, but I think um, what I've realized through my own experience is that some of the worst fears don't materialize. Mm. They are all in the head and all in the mind, right? So we should have a plan for it, um, have a mitigation, uh, you know, scenario to to combat all of these different fears that we have, uh, stick to it and, and, you know, pursue your ambitions or your goals, right? So that, that's my take on that. Right. I mean, again, it's going back to that sort of two sides of the coin situation. I mean, first of all, as yeah. you mentioned, this is something that is complete, well, not completely, completely, but a, a, a wide margin of the situation we find ourselves in is completely yeah. out of our control. So in and of itself, it, it's that, you know, removal of any blame or guilt for finding ourselves in situations that we might be in right now. And then also to take a look at, I guess, the more positive outcomes of the pandemic where we can and looking at perhaps what silver linings there are. For example, you know, um, the fact that, you know, remote and hybrid working seems to have uh, yep. become much more of a common practice amongst uh, all the industries that said before the pandemic that it wasn't possible, right? I mean, that's yep. kind of a silver lining uh, in, in a sense. So uh, having those plans, I think, and also having that comfort in, in creating a plan that you can sort of control, I think that's really important to feel uh, better about risk-taking, especially when yes. it comes to your career, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even if you look at something as small as uh, a specific task that you might be pushing away, right, or you might be delaying, mm. well, what's really causing that, right? And how is that driven by certain fears that you have right. about not performing? Mm -hmm. And how do you mitigate that, right? The better you plan, the better you can understand where the risks are, you can mitigate them. Mm -hmm. And generally, the worst case scenario come, does not come to pass. Right? Yeah, generally, it doesn't end up in, you know, complete yes. despair. <laughs> Exactly. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll take a short break. But after that, I will continue speaking to Aaron Nagaraja from Leaderonomics all about taking career risks. You're listening to Raise Your Game here on BFM 89.9. Brand Friendly Marketeers, BFM 89.9. Christine Wong and you're listening to Raise Your Gain. Today I'm speaking to Aaron Nagaraja from Leaderonomics all about taking career risks. Before the break we talked about the many different forms of risk uh, as well as how to navigate measuring those risks by a fear setting. So now I would like to focus in a little bit on how taking risks correlates with your career mm -hmm. development and personal growth. Yeah, so I, I think it has everything to do with uh, career development and personal growth. Um, so let me give you an example. I mean, in most of our careers, uh, we spend a lot of time developing our skills in a certain domain, right? This could be related to sales, mm -hmm. it could be related to marketing, human resource, uh, supply chain, etc. right? Uh, being great in our domain builds a lot of credibility and respect within the organization, but also outside. However, by going deep, we ignore the potentials of growth in other unexplored areas. Mm. So I spent a lot of my career uh, in supply chain for many years, and I thought that the world was smart enough to understand my, my strengths and would value me accordingly. I mean, in today's world, things are moving so fast 
that we need to be able to demonstrate adaptability in multiple areas. I wanted to experience the world and to build a business, uh, but living uh, to the unknown was very difficult for me, right? So I took more than a year to figure it out. I really enjoyed the job that I was in, the company as well and the people, but I wanted to pursue a goal of starting my own business. So since then, uh, you know, I kind of took the decision to leave late 2019, just before the pandemic hit, uh, you know, whether or not that was a good decision or not, uh, you know, remains to be seen. But, you know, ever since then, I've kind of explored so much and learned a lot in the process. And knowing what I know now, I think I would, I would have made the move a lot sooner, but fear was also a very strong motivation to deal with, right? So I applied the, the model of fear setting and true enough, most of the worst case scenarios did not come to pass. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think the same goes for personal development, right? We all have our goals and dreams. Uh, don't let fear uh, stop your progress, even though the odds may be stacked against you, right? List them down, uh, scale them, mitigate the risk, calculate the cost of inaction and go after them, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it, it really does not matter if your ambitions are small or large, they are yours to own, right? Mm -hmm. um, and on, on the last word, I think everyone can take small steps, right? Uh, it's not about taking large steps. Uh, you know, for example, if talking to people is a fear, something that you're, you're, you're very uncomfortable with, right? Attend conferences, networking events, right? Push yourself to step out of your bubble. Mm. Uh, take risks and reflect on what you have learned through the process. If you want to pivot to something else, if that doesn't interest you anymore, do it. Right. Mm -hmm. No matter where you are in your career, taking small calculated risk can pay off in a big way in the long run. So start to build that risk tolerance by stepping out of your comfort zone. Right. So uh, essentially, make yourself feel better about risks by taking smaller, smaller ones, uh, just to sort of yep. test the waters, see what you, you can sort of be uncomfortable with a little bit. And then slowly you can build up to uh, taking bigger risks when you feel that you're able to. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, you know, moving on from that and, and sort of pushing yourself a little bit and, and, and moving out of your comfort zone, you know, that is obviously important, but still there may be some hesitancy, right, to yep. to feeling as if the risk will be worth it in the end, although you know logically the worst case scenario is probably not going to happen. You know logically it may be better for your career development, your personal development. I mean, how do you convince people after all is said and done if they're still scared, right, of why yep. risk may be worth it? Well, I think it's a combination of things. I mean, it really relates to where they are in their lives. Um, you know, how risk-averse or risk-taking uh, risk they are as a person as well. Um, and it really depends on, you know, what they want to achieve in the future, right? If all of those things are aligned in their current roles, I think it, it really makes a lot of sense for them to stay and to, to flourish in the role. But I think if they do... Uh, kind of a reflection on themselves and they see that, you know, where I am today is not where I want to be tomorrow. That's really a, a inflection point that they can use to push forward, right? Uh, so personally for me, you know, uh, when I came to that decision, it was definitely not one singular event that kind of pushed me over the cliff. It was a, you know, it was a combination of things over the years. Uh, you know, I think it was always... Uh, and I think this is uh, usually the case for most people. Uh, for some, there might be uh, a point of reflection that kind of pushes you to reconsider your choices. Um, and that can be physical, it can be spiritual, it can also be uh, family-driven, right? Uh, but however, I think for a lot of us, there isn't a very clear inflection point. It's a kind of a amalgamation of different things over our careers. Mm -hmm. So over time, I think 
you need to really start thinking about where you want to end up, being very clear on that and seeing uh, the position you are in today, right? Is is the position that you are in today going to really help you get to where you really want to be, right? Mm. Uh, and if that's uh, if that's not the case, that's where you need to be very intentional about how you take risks and how do you really pursue the dreams that you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things that you can do to assist yourself in taking a risk is uh, really engaging in introspection and self-reflection, right? It's mm-hmm. to take a look at where you actually want to be uh, and if you're on the right path to that. And I think another really important thing to know about taking risks is that they don't have to be massive. Like you said, it's not yep. about throwing away your your job and, and, and sort of jumping off a cliff uh, metaphorically, right? You yep. can take smaller risks and you can take smaller steps first um, to build up to whatever your uh, ideal future path looks like. Yeah, exactly. Right. So coming back, it, it kind of comes back to self-reflection, right? Understand your goals and ambitions and and your current status quo, right? If if you can uh, achieve them, stay put, right? And kind of enjoy the view, right? But if you if you don't have that luxury, then it's really a, a time to reassess where you are and how you got into that position. Personally, I think that self-reflection is is good in everything we do, like whether it be uh, career or our own personal lives. Uh, you know, the worst thing that I can imagine for myself is that I end up on the road, you know, 10 years down the road and I don't enjoy that process anymore, right? right. So having clarity is, is very important. Um, and once you have achieved that, uh, you know, the next step is to really realize that, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. I mean, it was done brick by brick. So what's your brick number one, right? What, you know, if you could just carve up 10 minutes of your day to kind of think through some of these issues on a daily, weekly or monthly basis, uh, you know, where would you be? And I think the second point is, you know, being consistent, right? So consistency is the key. And I think it's something that we all deal with and we struggle with, right? Mm. We all know uh, how well New Year's resolutions work or don't yeah, work. Right. Uh, and then usually it doesn't come down to, to the ability or skill to do that task. It usually comes down to consistency, right? Mm. Uh, so my recommendation is that you you really think through fear setting. Uh, it might be one hour, it might be a day to, to really get clarity. Uh, but once you understand that, then it just takes small acts every day to move you forward. Mm. Finally, you will get to the point where the decision is very self-evident, right? Then it then it just comes down to courage and not allowing fear to take over. You have the plan, you've worked through it, and now it's come uh, onto you know it's it's your time to come onto the stage, right? So no matter what happens, you've mitigated it. So mm. follow through. Um, so personally, I think this this process is very uplifting and liberating. Knowing what you want from life or from work is a great advantage and it creates a kind of a determination that is kind of hard to break. Mm. So now the big question, I think, to uh, end uh, our conversation today, what if you take the risk and it doesn't work out? (laughs) Right, yeah. So, I mean, that could always be an outcome. Uh, but I think we shouldn't look at it as uh, whether it's successful or a failure. That's not the end result. I think the result is really the journey, right? The You might find that you might need to tweak your dream as you go, uh, and that is perfectly fine. You know, I think inaction is a bigger drainer of motivation and passion than anything else. So if I'm speaking... Um, from experience, I realized that even the biggest goals can be accomplished, right? Wherever you start off in life, uh, you know, you might have certain goals that you think 
you know, that's totally not achievable. Mm-hmm. But if you take steps, small steps forward, they always become a lot lighter and more manageable, right? So we have some, you know, real life heroes, right? For example, you can take Richard Branson, for example, right? We saw him take flight into space. And for a lot of people, that could have been an amazing dream, right? But a lot of people don't know that Virgin Galactic was founded in 2004 and, and only in 2021, the first flight lifted off. So, so that's almost 17 years in the making, right? I'm pretty sure at times over the last 17 years, the dream became a nightmare, but perseverance kind of mattered and now potentially space travel for passengers might become a reality, right? Mm. So I take the Richard Branson example over Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos because um, he kind of really had that dream before anyone else. Mm -hmm. He put in the time, the years, the dedication, uh, and it goes to show that even the toughest dreams can be achieved and it's done brick by brick or day by day. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's also safe to say that uh, for a lot of us, there may be things that we're doing now that we didn't dream that we were able to do when we were younger, right? So, you know, it's all about, as yes. you said, taking those small steps and and remembering uh, to be patient with uh, the kind of risks that you're taking. And, you know, the payoff may not be immediate. It may be a, a long journey for you, but it also might pay off. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I think if, if I were to sum up the, the conversation, it would be around, you know, the, the fact of action may not always bring happiness, but there is no happiness without action. Right. So I really believe that uh, being your your best self takes a lot of effort and takes a lot of planning. You know, you, you don't just stumble upon it, right? And it's a life worth of work loss. So I think free yourself of that sense of fear, right, of the unknown and establish a plan to achieve it. And you will realize that you can potentially achieve even your most ambitious goals, right? Mm-hmm. So think like Richard Branson. I mean, every revert in that spacecraft was carefully planned and had an origin, right? that single item had to be purchased, had to be supplied, assembled to turn that dream into reality. So uh, my, 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 my kind of last words would be to understand why you fear the unknown, mitigate that risk and achieve the life you want. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so much, Aaron, for speaking to me today all about taking career risks. All right. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong and I've been speaking to Aaron Nagaraja from Leaderonomics all about taking career risks. If you've missed any of our chat today, you can go ahead and find our podcast that's available on our app. That's on the Apple App Store, Google Play. You can also head over to bfm.my to listen back to our conversation as well. You're listening to BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.